Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. What up, mamacitas? How are you? Guess what? We got a great conversation in line today. So today we're talking about dealing with conflict. I know every single one of us have dealt with this. No ifs, ands, or buts. But we're going to talk about mindful communication. So how do we deal with conflict yet come from a more mindful, respectful way of communicating? Now, it is natural that we are going to experience disagreements, debates. We are going to be confronted with put-downs. People are not going to be respectful when they speak to us. They might shout. They might snap. They might be passive-aggressive. These are all experiences that we've had. But if we're honest, we have also done them to others. Yes, we have a pattern of how we react to conflict. Maybe you are one to shut down. Maybe you are one to immediately have a short temper. Maybe you are one to laughingly be passive aggressive and be sarcastic. We all have our own mode of handling these difficult situations, but we've all experienced them happening to us, but we have also dished them out too. So this is a really, really important conversation not to be like that person does this to me or to put you in a victim mindset or to complain and blame others for those who do this to you it's also really important to have the humility to recognize when does this happen from me to other people and that's how I want you to hear this, right? With the lens of not focusing on those individuals that do this to you, I know that they're going to pop up in your head, but really take the initiative to look within of what is your pattern that comes up when you're dealing with conflict or a difficult conversation or when you have to say no or you're confronted with a triggering situation that anger is elicited. The reason I started thinking a lot about this is because I was invited on PHL 17 to do a TV segment all about holiday stress and mindful communication, right? Holidays is all about, you know, being with families, though I know with COVID it was probably a little bit different. You know, you weren't with your big extended family, at least I hope so. We were all being safe. But it is naturally triggering, whether it's your immediate family or nuclear family or extended family that there's somebody who triggers us, right? That will say something that's overly opinionated, overly judgmental, that feels like a put down, that feels like they're being not supportive, that they're judging you, whatever the case may be. Or you are confronted with someone who has a different opinion than you and that person gets defensive or you get defensive and then it becomes a heated conversation. So Mindful communication is a skill that we are all called to learn because we're in a human body. We're having a human life. And so I started really thinking about this and, you know, I've struggled with this. My pattern is usually to shut down and I am married to someone whose pattern is to snap, wanting to confront the situation, talk about it right then and there. And I'm one that I need to mull about it. I think about before think before I speak. And if I do get pushed and feel like I'm in a corner, I can snap too, right? We can all be pushed to that. But 
it's really recognizing first what is your pattern when something conflicting or something uncomfortable you'll notice that feeling right like something tingling like your heart starts racing like you mine is like my heart starts beating out of my chest it feels like I can feel it like pumping out and notice that everything kind of gets like quickened and it's like speeds up and my voice gets really loud and I like I'm not listening anymore I'm like shut off to listening I'm really really hot Um, I'm a little bit more antsy so we all have these patterns I talk about you know your body has a physiological response before you snap before you say something that you regret your body responds in a specific way we have our own unique pattern that comes up and mindfulness really helps us when we're in those tough meditation poses or we are in those tough workouts where we're pushing ourselves the the voices come out the triggers come out the body sensations come out and if we practice more and more to be mindful and to slow down and to pause every single day you'll be able to access that pause that we talk about before you react in the heat of the moment. So I think a great place to start is being really clear what effective communication looks like. And when I was a divorce mediator, I had to do this specific special training because when you're trying to mediate people, right, you are taking opposite stances and trying to find a common ground. And really it's about what is the commonality of what is in the best interest of both of the individuals, mutually beneficial goal that they can both agree upon. So whether it's divorce or even a disagreement on religion, politics, uh, spirituality, whatever, like whenever there's a divide and there's a difference, a disagreement, a debate, effective communication is not about how well you can articulate and prove your point. It's about how well you can mindfully listen. You probably heard that. It's like the 80-20. Like a lot of communication is about listening to the other, right? To be able to be present and hold space and to listen without your own agenda, without your own beliefs kind of interjecting and creating a story. And as far as communication about your words, it's like how respectfully and responsibly use your words and the tone of your voice to communicate in a way that connects. I think connection needs to be the prime hierarchy at the top of when we think about communication. It should be for the mutual benefit of the person who is speaking and receiving. So are your tones, is your is your words, is your delivery for the best interest of yourself and others. Like, is it good for your body? Like, are you talking and are you behaving in a way that's triggering your stress and your fight or flight? And is it then triggering the other person's? Is it a way that's respectful? Is it a way that's empowering? Is it a way that you don't have to be a yes man? You can say difficult things and you can say no, but is it in a way that is honoring yourself and the other person? And so when anger becomes a part of a conversation, I want this to be really, really crystal clear. When anger becomes a part of the conversation is no longer about truth. It's no longer about the mutual benefit of each other. It's about winning. It's about proving you're right. It's about there being a winner and a loser. And you never walk away from a conversation where anger, frustration, annoyance is interjected and walk away feeling relieved, feeling like, wow, we got a lot accomplished, feeling like it's productive or constructive. It never, never happens. So yes, you can feel hurt or angry 
and you can have those feelings, but they shouldn't be the guiding force and your energy of when the conversation is happening. I think that is one of the greatest things. A lot of us want to be in the conversation, have the conversation. Just because a conversation is brought up at a specific time doesn't mean it's the right time to have it. That's really, really important to remember. Just because it's coming up at that moment, we need to have the discernment of is this the right time and place to have the conversation before you even have the conversation. If you are the one who's going to initiate it, kind of feel the energy. And there's been a lot of times that I feel like I need to have a conversation, whether it's with my dad or my husband, and I get a feel of, are they present? Are they, their mind somewhere else? Are they really in a space to listen? And if they're not, that's not the highest divine time to have the conversation. There is a right time and place. But say someone else is initiating conversation and you see this a lot on uh, like Real Housewives. It's like not the time and place, guys. Not when there is company. Not when there is an audience. There is a time and place to have certain conversations so that even the environment feels like it's in a respectful way, right? So it's really, really important that if you recognize that it's not in your control, someone else brings up something, there is a triggering, there is a confrontation, there is a attack or a defensiveness that's, you know, fueling the conversation. It is okay to say, this is a really important conversation that I want to have with you, but is it okay if we take a pause and allow some space so that I can be in the right mental and emotional state to be able to hold space for this conversation? There's nothing wrong with that. And if that triggers the other person, then that's something that they have to deal with. But if you say it in a way that, of course, I want to have this conversation. It is important to me to have this conversation because I see it's so important for you that you, you know, you're feeling so deeply, but can we have it at a different time? This is so, so important because you can avoid a lot of anger being uh, interjected. A lot of times our own anger could be because we are caught off guard or we feel immediately triggered and then we are responding ba- back based on this triggered or kind of feeling caught off guard when this conversation is happening. So it is crucial, like I said, to be very, very clear about the psychological signs that your body shares with you, those red flags that are your unique signs that you're about to snap or say something that you are going to regret. And that is where all those hours, all that time, all that energy of when you infuse meditation and movement and exercise and mindful breathing, you will become crystal clear of what your patterns are. One of the surefire signs that you are completely checked out and not operating from your heart-centered space or from your full-on presence or your authentic highest truth is that when a conversation happens and you have stopped listening and you're waiting for an entry point to interject, to interrupt, to make your point, and I've noticed this, it's like you have completely like not listening to this person. You are just like formulating your rebuttal in your mind as they talk and then just waiting for your entry point where you can just like kind of like pounce this is a sign that the conversation cannot happen at that point. I will actually go on to say, and this was a really big training because in our marriage, um, my husband wanted to have the conversation right there, right then, and to like duke it out. And for me, I was like, I need space because one, I was shutting down 
And two, it was that I needed time to process. So it's also recognizing with the people that are closest to you that you find conflict with, whether it's a partner or your children or parents, what are their patterns as well? What are your patterns? Respecting that. And then having a conversation of what a... If a conflict arises, what your protocol is going to be. So we have it set up that, you know, that same thing, like I said, like this is really important, but I'm not in the right space to have this conversation. Is it okay if we take some time to think about it and then come back? I only have a conversation after I've been able to energetically shift my energy, not think about the problem. Because if I think and ruminate based in that energy of being hurt, triggered, um, you know, trying to make my point, the conversation is not going to go well. So when I talk about energetic shifts, I need to either have had a shower, have worked out, have done um, meditation, mindfulness. So the conversation may not happen that day. It might happen in a few hours. It might happen in a week. But you'll know. I have to be in a happy, relaxed space. I know it seems really weird, but to be in the most calm, relaxed space, to have the most difficult conversations is for the highest good because you're going to be able to listen. You're going to be in a different vibration. You're going to be in a win-win solution-seeking mindset and not in that energy of this person hurt me and I need to prove my point and you need to apologize and you need to acknowledge what you did and there is an expectation. You have to be in a different energy vibration and sometimes when it's initially when the conversation arises and there's a lot of hurt that gets fueled up, We are not in the right mindset. So space is one of the greatest gifts that we can give ourselves for mindful communication. But the reality is sometimes that's not going to be the case, right? Sometimes you're going to recognize, I feel the tension coming up in my body, like recognizing that, right? You don't even need to be aware of the physiological signs, maybe even like be clear, like is my heart beating fast? Is my body getting flushed? Do I feel heat in my face? Do I feel like my breathing is getting shallow? You might not even have enough awareness or need that awareness of like what it is that's shifting, but you do know the split second when I feel calm versus when I feel tension. Tension, you know it, right? Like you can feel it. And if you're even like 10% in tune with your body, you'll be able to catch that. And you recognize, I feel like vomiting this tension on you. Like really being able to acknowledge that, but instead I choose to self-soothe. So you recognize, okay, I can't walk away from this situation right now. I'm feeling tense. I want to vomit on you but I'm going to self-soothe. And the easiest way to self-soothe is to get out of your headspace and into your heart space. We are like batteries. Like we are a machine and we have energy centers and chakras and meridian points in our hands. There is a healing that happens by simply placing your hands on your heart. And so what I do is I'll place one hand on my heart. If you can, you can place both hands on your heart. Sometimes you're in a situation, you can just like place your hand on your heart. It's not going to be super weird. And you do that reset breath, right? The one that will help reset your nervous system that I talk about that you should be doing as much as possible throughout the day through your tasks to infiltrate that breathing in for four counts through your nose exhaling for longer out of your mouth slowly as if you are there's a candle in front of you but you are not blowing out the candle you are simply letting the flame just wiggle so let the breath be five counts out four counts in five counts out of your mouth and just breathe like that as the other person is talking 
and just do the reset breath. So I'll take one breath with my right hand on my heart. The other one, I'll just slowly like put my left hand on my heart after a few breaths, just switch the hands. So it just like helps reset you and your brain. And so just having the awareness of doing that breath. And also if I have water around me, I will drink water as the other person is talking to help me slow down. So we, when moments we cannot stop, right? Moments that we can't stop to meditate or, you know, we can't walk away from the situation. It's so crucial to slow down because when we're rushed, when we're loud, we are going to say things we don't mean that we regret because it's spewing out of us. We have lacked the presence. We are just feeling the intensity and the tension in our body and spewing it out, right? Like that vomiting, that volcano is just erupting out. And then once it opens up, it's like a Pandora's box. It's really hard to contain. It takes a while. You got to spew all the tension out and then the damage is done. And then you're going to have to apologize and backtrack. And you know, there's going to be an added level of discontentment and discord that's going to be added to the conversation that just happened. So like I said, if you can't put a temporary pin in it, just self-soothe yourself, right? As you are breathing, as you drink cold water, if you can walk away and take like a little bathroom break, um, you know, put cold running water on your wrist points to just start cooling your body down. In the Meditation for Kids book, I teach another reset that you can do is what I call sipping strawberry smoothie, but it's essentially sitali pranayama, where you're breathing in through your mouth and exhaling through your nose. So breathing in through an O mouth and exhaling through your nose. Or if you know how to curl your tongue, you can breathe in through that curled um, breath in through your tongue, exhaling through your nose. I find that when you're doing a breath like sipping strawberry smoothies, I love the fun version of saying that, you cannot speak. You are being present with your breath. So as you slow down your way of breathing is going to slow down. Your body will slow down. Your heart will slow down. Your thinking will slow down. So you're going to just naturally be a little bit more mindful. So just remember that the secret is slowing down a notch. And this is especially true with children, right? You can't always just be like, all right, hold on, hold on to that tantrum, hold on to that power struggle. I'm going to come back in a second. Sometimes you can't, you can walk away and it's like, okay, mommy needs a break. We'll talk about this in a little bit, but sometimes it has to happen in that moment. And these are really good ways of just training yourself to be able to slow down before you speak. I love this statement from Roma Ketterpal. She was a guest on the podcast. She's the author of The Perfect Parent. She's such a dear friend of mine, but she shares in her book that her dad, the way that he communicated when there was conflict was I see that either you're misunderstanding me or I'm misunderstanding you. There's no reason in the whole world that we can't get through this. So why don't you talk first and I'll listen. I felt like that is so nurturing. Like what if someone said that to you when you notice that there is a power struggle, that there's a misunderstanding or a disagreement that's happening. It's like, let's take a pause. There's no reason that we can't understand each other. You talk first and I'll listen. And it's just like someone is being so present to be able to listen and to feel heard, to feel seen. And that's what many of us want, right? Like is the space to be able to speak our truth without judgment. And that's what's going to lead to uh, more understanding. And I think that we have to be okay that yes, there is a place that frustration, anger, disappointment is going to happen in relationships. 
uh, that we are not trying to get rid of. It's just that how we deal and how we respond and how we communicate that is our responsibility. I also share a lot that I think the ability to access that pause before we react really has a lot to do more so of how we're effectively using and turning on our rest, relax, nervous system, right? That reset breath as much as we can whenever we remember it throughout the day. Those little deposits really add up so that we can really access that pivot or that use that adaptability energy that we have built up that we will be able to pivot and not have to react right in that moment. And so I really think that breath work is the new kale. Pranayama, aside from yoga and breathing and meditation and breathing, I think just the art of learning how to breathe effectively so that we're filling our body and our energy and our soul with prana, like good prana, is what is going to sustain us. That's what makes us more effective and to be able to handle in those split second heat of the moments what we're going to do. Are we going to pause or are we going to respond or are we going to react? I think one really, really crucial point that I want to end with is that a lot of disagreements, a lot of debate comes from this hardwired belief of this duality that there has to be a right and a wrong. There is a good and a bad. That if you're against my belief, then you are against me. It's like a personal attack on your identity. And a lot of this stems from our beliefs being interwrapped with our identity. So when someone disagrees with what you believe, it feels like it's a personal attack on you. And we have to start releasing this. I see this so much. I've been at the receiving end of this um, through social media and my personal life. And I've also been the one who's felt defensive and who's also felt like, at points like trying to prove myself and beginning especially in the beginning of my spiritual journey like getting into debates and these heated debates and it's like why am I letting my blood pressure rise and why is this person's opinion of me mattering and I've done a lot of work around this but it still irks me when I see other people doing it to other um, influencers or people who are spiritual teachers or who are you know putting themselves out there and it's like why is there a need because someone thinks differently than you to attack them at their character we really have to be able to hold space that we are not all here to think the same way. We are here to have disagreements. Your belief is different than mine, but we have to have enough space for everything to just allow it to be without it making it feel like it is your responsibility to change, to prove, to be right. We got to let go of that, honestly. And the I think it's so healthy to be able to dis- agree to disagree. I think it's so healthy to be able to view your point. And I think it's so commendable and respectable for the people that I have seen who may have disagreed with my viewpoint and the way that they share their viewpoint without attacking such a remarkable character strength in them. And then the people that they attack, of course, and they go below the belt, 
we've, I've definitely gotten to the point it doesn't, their words don't resonate with me and they don't make me feel less than in my life because they don't understand me. And I hope that if you ever find that in your life where someone, you feel like someone's attacking you or going below the belt because your belief is different, it has nothing to do with who you are. I know that you hear that. It's more about them. It's more a projection about them. Something that you've said, your your stance is triggering a pain body. So it's like they're feeling tension and they're vomiting it out on you. But it's always our choice to self-soothe or vomit back, right? And I'm at this place where, you know, there's no point vomiting back. You can certainly be disappointed with people's behaviors. That's why I share this because I think more and more of us, if we're aware of it and realize that, you know, people's vomiting out is simply just because there's so much tension within them that it just feels better to like get it out. And it doesn't, you know, there's a lack of awareness of how, um, how the other person is going to take it. But I think us being more evolved, higher souls in the sense for us who are consciously trying to evolve our soul, I think it's really our duty to hold that presence and be that model of how do we not vomit it back and how can we anchor light, but we don't have to engage with the person um, and just move forward that I can send you blessings and light. I can share my viewpoint, but I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty, like back and forth, back and forth. Or even if it's a person in your own life that you know, you're not going to engage. You're going to choose not to engage when you recognize that something is not for the highest good of you, highest good of them. Conversations only happen when you recognize that there's a want and a desire for truth and for Uh, the highest good to come through, right? And only with that intention, like I learned in the mediation, only with that intention can communications be effective and be respectful and actually go somewhere and be productive. I really, really hope this serves you well. You know, I'm all about giving a different perspective, a different way to feel and think through the biggest problems that we face. And I know this is a universal issue that we've all come across and that we all will come across. And I just want to give you some pointers and tips that may help shift the way that you deal with these situations. So thank you so much for listening, guys. I know that these are really powerful podcast for me because it's truly a download and it's truly a channel um this is not my wisdom this is not you know me claiming that I'm a spiritual teacher this is just me being a fallible human being a real life human on my path trying to share what I've learned um I will make mistakes I will say things that might not resonate with you I will say things that will resonate with you. And I think this is a part of the journey. It's not about judgment of a person when they say something that may not jive with you. It's uh, having healthy conversations. I don't even like saying debates. Um, I think having healthy conversations about sharing your viewpoint and being okay walking away with just learning from each other and being like, I really see something from a new point of view being having an open heart and thank you for teaching me where you're coming from and it's okay that we differ on our viewpoints I can still respect love follow celebrate you and it's not an attack on your character it's not a flaw on my part I really hope to see these more um 
soulful, understanding relationships, it's hard. It is so hard, especially with those people in our life that are the soul contracts are that they are meant to be our triggers. I know it's hard, but I think we can do it. I know we can do it because we were destined and these are little tools along our path that are going to fuel us to be able to handle it. So thank you so much always for your support, for sharing, for uh, you know, messaging me and talking to me and sharing your viewpoints. I'm always all for that. And I just want to leave it with one thing because I had this conversation about, you know, the naysayers, like, you know, how to press the reset button on naysayers. But I'll say this again. If you disagree with someone's viewpoint and it's on the social media realm, privately message them. Don't put them on blast. Don't attack their character on the public forum because that shows more about your energy than theirs and it's okay to disagree with someone sometimes it's like okay this person totally doesn't resonate with me unfollow them you don't need to tell them how you feel it's okay um but yeah it's it's just let's be more responsible how we treat others how we have conversations the tone the respect of the words that we use And I know we can transform our relationships to more bonding, understanding, more empathy, more compassion. I love you guys so much. Thank you again. Until next week. Bye. If you've been loving the Time and Talks podcast and you find value from it, I would be so eternally grateful if you take a moment of your time to leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. And when you do, I love to gift you my seven-day stress detox course. All you got to do is screenshot your review before you submit it. Email it to me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com. And when you do, I'll inbox you the details of the course. This course has my go-to tools anytime I feel impatient, angry, frustrated, frustrated and I come to them almost every single day and I promise these are the tools that you're going to want to have in your back pocket too and if you haven't purchased the meditation for kids book definitely do so now you can purchase it anywhere you buy books Amazon Barnes and Nobles Target IndieBound BAM and you can go to meditationforkidsbook.com to get more information on the meditation for kids masterclass course if you're a complete beginner in learning how to teach meditation to your kids this is the step-by-step roadmap that's going to teach you how to teach your kids meditation without having to become a certified meditation expert. Thank you so much guys. Bye.